This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we just eat a bunch of stuff, record ourselves talking, and... and you can have anything, really, as much as okay, we can. Okay, so I know we've had this slogan for a long time, <laughs> and it's probably time to think about renewing, oh, refreshing God, the slogan. Okay. But I got to tell you, I, <laughs> Did I, I think it we up? need to workshop your your <laughs> rework a little bit. Okay. Well, but, I wanted to uh, say that even though this episode is going to be airing in, in early July, you know, we're taping this in mid-late June. We're still taping remotely plan to be for the foreseeable future. So Matthew, oh, yeah. I mean, I think it's time to loop the listener in. Anything that we can have, they can have cuz if we can have it, it means we're having it in our in our separate houses and separate closets and anybody anywhere can have it. Let's so take this you're show saying that inclusive. we should throw open our closets to the listener to just stream in unencumbered and and eat whatever we're eating at any time. Can I Who's I'm that sorry, behind Can I rethink you? it? <laughs> can I rethink that? There's like 17 people like behind you reaching for your pretzel and not not a euphemism (laughs) okay all right so yeah this is spilled milk the show we cook something delicious eat it all and you can't have any we're still using the same slogan all right okay and today we're talking about soft pretzels we lost track of which listener or i don't know maybe family member or something Mm -hmm. suggested this episode but thank you whoever you are No, i think it was all the listeners i think they all they all banded together all the ones Um, who are in my closet with me exactly it was the all the listeners who broke into molly's closet they they uh had a little um salon mm-hmm. uh where they uh like a charrette and they discussed uh like what uh, what would be the ultimate spilled milk topic and the answer popped out soft pretzels i'm not sure what it popped out popped of. out of wow <laughs> maybe the pocket of my bathrobe back here uh-huh yeah 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 okay so matthew let's let's start out with the old trip down memory lane Okay. I definitely enjoyed soft pretzels growing up. I don't remember like where I would get them particularly though. It seems like they might be like a state fair, county fair kind of food. 
like we, we didn't really have like many street vendors growing up in Portland, although there were a few here and there. You know, you know where we de- I definitely had a soft pretzel, Mount Angel Oktoberfest. It's all coming back to me now, which is an annual celebration in September in suburban Portland where there's uh, in a town where there's a uh, uh, German community. They have a big uh, touristy Oktoberfest with lots of food stands. And I'm sure soft pretzels were a big part of that. I mainly remember the sour Mmm. This all sounds great. Yeah, it was great. Wait, what's sour Sauerbraten Sour Braten is a is a uh, braised beef with vinegar dish. It's a German dish. Very tasty. Mmm. That sounds great. God, I don't think I would have touched that as a kid, though. I'm impressed. Like, I, I don't think it was like described to me in great detail. It was just like some meat okay. that you got from a meat person. Yeah, that's where I like to get my meat. The stand was called meat from the meat person. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting that you mention, you know, you didn't think there were many street vendors in, in Portland. The idea of a street vendor in Oklahoma City in my childhood, I can't even fathom it because people didn't, you didn't walk down the street in Oklahoma City. Like there right. was, there was no downtown area until the Bricktown revival. You've been okay. to Bricktown, Matthew, back on our, our corporate retreat. But anyway, there was like no place where I can imagine a street vendor setting up. Like it was a land of strip malls and mm-hmm. suburbs. So I think think that I had to leave my hometown to to learn the ways of the world, the ways of the soft pretzel. Sure. I remember going to visit my mom's twin sister in San Francisco, and I think it was in San Francisco that I first encountered a soft pretzel. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But I don't think of street vendors as being a San Francisco thing. Yeah. I don't. But I, I mean, mean, maybe it was like at Ghirardelli Square or something like that, you know, like that's or like Fisherman's Wharf. That seems like the kind of place where, you know, you'd have like a street fair, street vendor food. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, exactly where you encountered the soft pretzel, but, like, just the the sheer metaphor of having to, like, leave the stifling confines of Oklahoma City to go to San Francisco, like, world capital of the sexual revolution, to get your hands on a steaming soft pretzel is really evocative. It is. Now that I think about it, it, we may have also been in New York. Um, I'm not <laughs> don't, sure. Don't water down this story. Like okay. I, <laughs> anyway, but I remember my parents introducing me to soft pretzels w- with no small amount of pride because it was like sure. this fun and exciting food that was delicious. And I remember the soft pretzel, of course, coming with a lot of that pretzel salt on it. Mm-hmm. And I remember my mom brushing some of the pretzel salt off with her finger. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, I I don't remember as a kid seeing them like in convenience stores or sports stadiums. Maybe it's because I never went to sports stadiums. I was just going to say, like, how many <laughs> sports stadiums were you hanging out in? Oh, no, in but as a I kid? think about like at the roller skating rink, like the concession mm-hmm. stand there. Maybe they had some, but I you more remember what? the churros there. Yeah, no, that, that definitely like, like skating rink, concession stand food, like, definitely includes like churros. Hot dogs, soft pretzels. Yes. Like elongated things, elongated junk foods, kind of. But I would have never thought to get a soft pretzel there at the grocery store. I mean, what are we talking about? Did you skate through the grocery store? (laughs) Were you the hoodlum who who was like rollerblading through Crescent Market? Do you know what we, what I remembered like last week and what we looked up online and showed to June? Do you remember the game show Supermarket Sweep? Do you remember that? 
I think it's the only game show I've ever truly enjoyed. And I'm sorry to say that I know you were a Jeopardy contestant, and so was Watsall. <laughs> but Supermarket No, no, I know Sweep, how much you hated watching us on Jeopardy. I loved watching you guys on Jeopardy, except for the anxiety. God, yeah, I no. was so nervous for you. But no, Supermarket Sweep, I fucking love that show. It was hosted by Don Adams, right? I don't remember. Like Inspector Gadget? Wait, was Don Adams Inspector Gadget? He was, right? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, oh my God, it was so delightful. Like, I just want to run through the grocery store, like filling my cart with high value items. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and you can do that. It's just you have to pay for them. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but what I was going to say is that I don't think it ever occurred to me to order soft pretzels at the roller skating rink because it just seemed like, to me, it was inextricably associated with street vendors. Like that was when you get your soft pretzels, like when you're walking down the street. Yeah. And maybe we're getting to this, but like when did it become like a quintessential mall food? Was that later? I don't remember so, that. As a, as a kid, there wasn't like Wetzel's pretzels or Auntie Anne's yet, yeah, like in no. the 80s. And I, I'm going to, spoiler alert, I didn't look up the corporate history of Auntie, Auntie Anne's. Like you're a, a, you're our corporate historian. I know. And now I'm realizing that I really messed <laughs> no, up. No, it's fine. <laughs> anyway, I have a little bit of trouble even remembering whether it's Auntie Anne's or Aunt Annie's. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. It is Auntie Anne's. But... Okay, but anyway, okay. I didn't. I didn't look it up. So, so this is you're gonna have to go somewhere else to get that knowledge. No, you're not, because I have the I have the scoop right here. Uh, Auntie Anne's was established February second, nineteen eighty eight, in Downington, Pennsylvania, and uh, Wetzel's Pretzels was established nineteen ninety four, Redondo Beach, California. Okay. Okay. I think I went to Redondo Beach, California, in nineteen ninety four. Pretty me. cool story, huh? That's a really good story. Anyway, so. Hold on, I took another bite. God. So, so in other words, I can confirmed like like the uh, the mall pretzel chain was not yet a thing when when we were kids. Matthew, you and I mm-hmm. lived in an era when soft pretzels were still pure and special. Yes, where where you could only get them from a from a street vendor with probably very dirty fingers. Yes, which is special. It is special, isn't that the name of the uh, the old Rolling Stones album, Dirty yes, Fingers? Yes, very very dirty fingers. <laughs> <laughs> is what it was called. Yeah. And uh, it was later released in uh, like a deluxe edition. It was called Very, Very Dirty Fingers. <laughs> yeah, the album art for that just is a picture of like a dirty hand, right? Um, yeah, and it had uh, some of your favorite uh, Rolling Stones hits like Extremely Wild Horses. And, um, <laughs> I was trying to find uh, a wild horse. Um, uh, like, oh, Dead Flowers. Uh, dead, dead Flower Water. Uh-huh, like, you know, yeah. the smell of, of the water that flowers have been in. Oh, I thought you meant like like flour and water like you used to make pretzels. Okay, more Rolling Stones puns. Let's get wait, in like wait, three wait, more. Wait, th- wait. Uh, Dead Flowers is on that album, right? Oh, I have no Sticky idea which, which songs are actually on Sticky Fingers. I was just going oh, wh- like general I pre- Rolling Stones songs. I think Wild songs. Horses, for sure. Really? I oh, think. my God. If I, if I guessed Hold correctly. On. Let's look up the track list for Sticky Fingers. Let's look up the track list for Sticky <laughs> Fingers and come up with one pun or exaggerated title for each one. And then we can move on. Here we go, Matthew. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Sticky Fingers. Oh, that's a song? Okay. So we already, that's already done. Oh my God. This album cover. Very Dirty Fingers. Never gets less scandalous. Okay. Oh my God. This one starts with brown sugar. Let's just leave that one alone. Uh, Okay. Sway. How about um, Sway Over to the Sink? Wash your hands. Uh, Yeah, exactly. Sure. Okay. Wild Horses. That's extremely 
Extremely wild horses. Yeah, I, I'm, I wasn't thinking puns. I was thinking more like just like how can we take this song title and make it more of what it is. Oh, okay. Next song, track four. Can't you hear me knocking? Um, uh, like I've really been knocking for a long time <laughs> and knocking very hard. I'm surprised you can't hear me. Okay, and then track five. You gotta move. You gotta move like to another country. Okay. All right. Uh, then side two, track one, bitch. Uh, pass. <laughs> Track two. I got the blues. Um, you can jump in on these anytime too. By the way, um, I I'm like seriously depressed. <laughs> Track three. Sister morphine. Sister fentanyl. <laughs> Track four. Dead flowers. Uh, we're gonna call this. Um, the flowers are dead. Time to pour out the stinky flower water. Yep. I didn't know stinky flower water was a thing until uh, just now, is it? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you have some cut flowers in a vase, the water that they are, are in will start to smell so bad. It's like a particular kind of bad smell. Track five, side two, Moonlight Mile. Uh, midnight, uh, light year. <laughs> okay. Okay, great. great. That, was, that was absolutely worth the 10-minute detour. Let's, which album came after Sticky Fingers? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. That's very, very dirty fingers. Okay. okay. Right, right, right. right. Very dirty fingers. So, okay. Let's talk about pretzels. So here's the okay. thing. I may not have done the corporate history of Auntie Anne's, but I, I, I pretty much did the history of pretzels for us because as it turns out, the history of pretzels is in soft pretzels. Like hard pretzels sense. came much later. So anyway, you know, it's pretty difficult to talk about soft pretzels without starting with pretzels generally. And and here we go. Are you ready? Okay, I am ready. All right. So just for anyone who has recently arrived here from outer space, a pretzel is a baked pastry made from a yeasted dough that's commonly shaped into a knot. And the traditional shape is symmetrical. So the ends of the long strip of dough are intertwined and then folded back onto itself in a particular way to make a yeah, pretzel Yeah, and loop. I was watching a video this morning of like professional pretzel bakers forming pretzels, and it is fast. I was really? very impressed. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Like okay. they kind of pick it up in such a way that the ends like twizzle around each other and just like plop down into place. It takes I, like a second. I can't wait to hear your experience of it. So according to Wikipedia, there are, quote, numerous unreliable accounts. Numerous unreliable accounts. Oh, that doesn't surprise me at all. Every time we talk about the history of any food, there's always some made-up story. Yeah, regarding the pretzel's origin as well as the origin of its name. So don't expect to get a definitive answer here. Most of the origin stories involve Christianity and European monks. Once mm -hmm. again, like the candy cane, which we, we did an episode on recently, it seems like the old, the old pretzel started in church. The so, old pretzel sounds like the name of a pub. According to one legend, in the 600s, that's 600s AD, an Italian monk invented pretzels as a reward for children who learned their prayers. <laughs> hey, kids, if you learn your prayers, you get pretzels. Question, um, what are pretzels? Uh, yeah. Is it going to hurt? The dough was folded to resemble arms crossing the chest. Just, yep. yes, you look like a pretzel. I just, I just pretzeled. Other origin stories take place in southern France or Germany. But most of all, I'm just fascinated by, like, what is it with Christianity and, like, the food-based reward systems, you know? Well, like, I guess, like, nobody like wants to do, you know, you don't want to be a kid going to Sunday school and having to do stuff. So so you need some sorts of sort of rewards and punishments to get the kids to comply. That's true. And I guess that... 
if the church was, you know, that the center of of life in these mm-hmm. these times, then well, and if you lots think of about foods it, would have sprung out of church traditions. Yeah, and also like they didn't have many th- other things to offer besides foods at the time. Like they couldn't give the kids like you know new animals for their Animal Crossing Island, a thing that many people asked us to talk more about, by the way. So if you have any updates from June's Island, let's hear them. So, uh, yeah, so here's our Animal Crossing segment. So, guys, I've been playing Animal Crossing a little bit more. Oh, great. I find it kind of frustrating. So we only have one Switch. Brandon bought a Mm -hmm. Switch. It goes back and forth between our houses, like our child. And I find it kind of frustrating that, like, June and I can't play together, because we're both on the same switch. Yeah, I anyway, understand. So on this island, yeah, like as as discussed, I'm I'm living on an island in Animal Crossing that be- it belongs to my ex husband. I cannot get off this island. Apparently, right. no matter mm-hmm. no matter Dino how Lancy many is the name of the how island. many legal proceedings I go through. But here's the thing. So I figured out how to. I've got a few DIY recipes in Animal Crossing. I figured out how to make my flimsy fishing rod and my flimsy net for catching. Okay bugs. So I caught my first fish last week. (laughs) I said to June, oh God, I caught a striped bass or a black bass or whatever it is. Like, what do I, what do I do with it now? And she was Uh like, nothing. She was like, you can either, I was like, can I cook it and eat it? And she was like, I don't think so. She's like, you can either show it off, which is where you you click a button and you pull it out of your pocket and your hand kind of comes out and you show whoever you're near your black bass. You had a raw fish in your pocket? You put everything in your pocket in there. Crossing bugs, shells, raw fish, uh, entire tree branches. Okay, this sounds great. It's great. Your pockets are so deep in Animal Crossing. Anyway, but hold on, I'm not done, Matthew. Sorry, sorry. So I caught this fish, and then I also caught a tilapia, and then I made a (laughs) then I made a pun. My little person in Animal Crossing said, "I caught a tilapia. I'm so happy." Yeah. Uh, wait, you can make your person say things? No, that's what my person says automatically. Oh, oh, I thought you meant you, Molly, made the pun. But but your your little my Animal person. Crossing avatar. Yes. Okay. So anyway, uh, so then what I did learn I could do, I could show it off. I could like throw it back or I could take it to resident services and I could try to sell it to get some nook miles. Oh, or wow. Or bells or points or something. I can't, I don't know what I'm earning. But anyway, I, I like Nook Miles. Whether or not that's part of the game, no, that I, is, that's where okay. that's a real thing. So anyway, I, what I want is enough Nook Miles to to have a house built because I'm still living in a tent. Yeah, I understand. And anyway, but I uh, June has a house. She she wants well, yeah, to have a second story built on her house. She told me she can have up to five stories. But I still just don't kind of understand the point. Like, I mean, I am the kind of person who does just get a lot of personal satisfaction from exploring this island and putting tree branches and shells in my pockets. I can I can hear that the way but, you talk about it. But I don't. I like I get that I'm supposed to like meet up with other people and we like swap flower seeds or something. But oh, that sounds very sexual. I don't know anybody else who's, um, wh- whose island I can visit or whatever. Like, I don't know what to do. I've been I've been trying to listen to the rest of your update, but now I'm thinking we need to make like <laughs> 10 more puns about like what you say when you catch other kinds of fish. Like, I, but I couldn't think of even one. <laughs> like, I know. I was trying to think of what it was I, when I caught the, the bass. I caught um, a shark. Hark. 
yeah, that's anyway, sort of thing. so that's my update with Animal Crossing. Okay, thanks. Um, what is pretty fun though is, do you remember in Harry Potter book four? It's the the one where they're doing the Triwizard Cup. And Victor mm-hmm. Crumb it kind of has the hots for Hermione. Do you remember it? Yes. But he can never say her name. So he always says things like Hermionini and things like that. Right. So I named myself Hermonini. <laughs> Animal Crossing. <laughs> okay, I like it. <laughs> anyway. Okay, so back to the, can we go back to the church? Oh, I wasn't done with Animal Crossing. Oh, okay, great. So I just wonder, like, you know, for all of our listeners who love our Animal Crossing segments... <laughs> I just wonder, like, what do I do now? I'm just walking around no, getting tree question. branches and stuff. Like, what do I do now? Like, when you have a tree branch in your pocket, does it show it, like, sticking out of your pocket? No. Because that would be awesome. It just disappears. Okay. It just disappears. The only other thing I want to say is that, uh, so far, one thing I have figured out that's pretty satisfying is I, I learned how to put myself into my sleeping bag and go to sleep. In oh, wow. I barely, I, I couldn't figure out when we went camping, I could not figure that out myself. <laughs> yeah. I, figured, anyway. I figured out how to get into, into the sleeping bag, but going to sleep was a lot harder. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that that was cool. Okay. Anyway, so there's my Animal Crossing update. But uh, let's go back to uh, to the the European monks and Christianity in the 600s. Right. Because so, here's what I was wondering about that, and this really fits neatly into your Animal Crossing update. Like it seems like the kids were constantly getting bombarded with food rewards at church. Yes. And like you have to imagine they went to church a lot. So do you think the average kid at this time, like in, in Europe, had a like a burlap sack full of like shit they were given as as rewards for saying their prayers? And like it was a bag full of candy canes and pretzels and Kaiser rolls. And... It wasn't a bag though, it was their pockets. It was they their pockets. They also had right. fish in there and tree branches. Oh yeah, and they probably bugs. got the fish for Lent. Uh-huh. Yeah. Anyway, no, I think I think you're exactly right. So the the pretzel as, Were the bugs a reward or a punishment? <laughs> so the pretzel has been used as an emblem of bakers and bakers' guilds in parts of Germany since at least the eleven hundreds. Oh, that makes sense. And pretzels have been an integral part of German baking traditions for centuries. Lye pretzels, so pretzels that are uh, that are soaked or, or washed in lye, <laughs> untruthful, <laughs> are popular in southern Germany, Alsace, Australia, German-speaking Switzerland. They show up as a variety of bread, a snack. Obviously, this is all, everything I'm about to say comes from Wikipedia, like everything I say. It's interesting I, how, like, in America, we don't tend to think of pretzels as a side dish, I don't think. Yeah. Just really, like, purely a snack. But there's no reason why they shouldn't be, like, you know, dipped in a sauce while you're eating something, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that with the rise of like the the craft brew, like the craft beer industry in the U.S., mm-hmm. there are tons of breweries that serve sure. pretzels okay. with various like mustards or cheese dips or things. So maybe it's becoming more familiar, but it still seems to be really like isolated to like gastropubs and breweries. Okay. Anyway, so this is all from Wikipedia. Baked for consumption on the same day, soft pretzels are sold in every bakery. Special booths and stands in downtown streets. This is in various parts of like German speaking Europe. Mm-hmm. Often they are sliced horizontally, buttered, and sold as butter bretzel, or uh, they come with slices of cold meats or cheese. Sesame, poppy, sunflower, pumpkin, or caraway seeds, melted cheese, and bacon bits are other popular toppings. 
things. Some bakeries offer pretzels made of different flours, like whole wheat, rye, or spelt. Oh, nice. Uh, in Bavaria, lye pretzels accompany a main dish, like Weisswurst sausage. And this same kind of dough and a baking procedure with lye and salt is used to make all other kind, like many other kinds of lye pastries or lye breads, uh, like lye rolls, buns, croissant. So like the pretzel croissant that that City Bakery yeah. got all that credit for kind of sounds like that's been going on for uh-huh. a while. Should we talk now about like what lye is and why you would use it in in baking? I like put some stuff about it down further on the agenda, but we could we could dive into that now. No, I'm not done. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, there are a ton of pretzel related festivals and special <laughs> days in Germany and other German speaking countries. When you say pretzel related festival, yeah, is it is it like a pretzel festival or like what what would constitute like a, pretzel, a festival? Like a pretzel themed festival or uh like there are festivals where somebody is crowned like the pretzel prince <gasps> things like that it's true oh. it's true that life goals man to be the oh, pretzel but prince it's it's definitely too late for me to be crowned pretzel prince why couldn't you have told me about this when when there was like time to mold my whole life's journey around this goal yeah i don't know cuz cuz i didn't know it until i read it on wikipedia on the probably. other hand i could order a t-shirt with anything i want printed on it you could okay Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Why pick one city, one beach, one restaurant, or even one view? With Celebrity Cruises, you can have it all. Explore the best of Europe, the Caribbean, and Alaska with the best premium cruise line. And now get 75% off your second guest, plus bonus savings on select dates with Celebrity Cruises' semi-annual sale. Visit Celebrity.com, call 1-800-CELEBRITY, or contact your travel advisor. Offer applies to non-refundable fares and select sailing. Savings vary by stateroom category. Other terms apply. Visit Celebrity.com for details. Ships Registry Malta. There are lots of variations on the the pretzel uh, that are not as popular around the world, but that show up in other European countries and other countries around the world. So here are some of them. In the Czech Republic, the pretzel is known as the, I'm going to just, I'm going to destroy all these names. Okay. The preklik, that's the Czech Republic. In Finland. It looks like like pre-click, like, uh, you know, (laughs) I don't know what pre-click would mean, but it's like, it's what you do before you click on something. (laughs) Yeah. It's when you get your your thumb ready to click the top. It's like what you do on Jeopardy. Yes, exactly. You would know. Okay, uh, how about, uh, well, you want to say what it's called in Finland? I would love nothing more than to <laughs> than to tell you that in Finland it's called a uh, v, v pudding rinkeli. <laughs> in Slovakia, it's called praklik. Mm-hmm. I bet these uh, C's are pronounced like S's or like shh, shh maybe. Uh, it seems like uh, it's called the, I've heard it called the bretzel in France, which mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of, of what the French do with, you know, a number of imported words, like how they call brownies, brown, 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 brownies. <laughs> I don't 
don't remember now. Crumble. Yes, but crumble. What? <laughs> I, I have no idea what's going on. It's, it's crumble. Is what they is what the French call brownies? No, crumbles. I'm trying okay. to think of other imported food words that they just sort of tweak a little bit to say in French. So, sure. like a crumble is a crumble. I'm trying to remember what a brownie is. It's like a brun. A bruno. Mm. Anyway, I don't know, but they call it a they call it a pretzel a pretzel. Yeah. Uh, the Italians call it a brezel. The Dutch favor sweet variants called crackling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, Norwegian, I like sweet pretzels. We'll get Norwegian to that. and Danish call it a kringle. The Swedish call but it like a, a kringle is already a thing. That's true. Anyway, there are lots of other names uh, that are sort of related in like Serbian, Hungarian, Polish, uh, Romania. Um, the pretzel is known as a variety of kovrigi, and it's very popular uh, as a fast food in urban areas and also as a holiday gift. Doesn't that what sound are some, sweet? What are some other varieties give... of, what are your favorite varieties of kovrigi? <laughs> I, I love, I just love, so are there many foods in the U.S. that are given as a holiday gift? I feel like other countries do this way better than we do. Well, I mean, like, cookies in a tin. Oh, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, no, but uh, like, can I think of one other? Not really. No, I just love all these things. Like how, you know, in the, the Shichimi Togarashi episode, we were talking yes. about how, you know, you would bring back the signature Shichimi of a particular temple when you went to right. visit that temple. Like That's I, what we did last week. Other countries just give better food gifts. What can yeah, I say? Yeah, it's true. It's true. Anyway, okay, so would you like to pause for a moment and talk about, like, lie, and then we'll come to talking about, like, the U.S. and, and mm-hmm. yeah, let's pause for pretzel lies. industry? Let's pause for lies. Let's share some lies. Okay, so uh, pretzels get their, like, shiny skin and particular flavor from being dipped in an alkaline bath of some kind. And it doesn't seem to really matter much like what the alkalizing agent is because there are a few that are used. And my impression is that they don't result in like a huge difference in the in the final product. It's just like which which alkalizing agent you have on hand and is like characteristic of your region. Okay. So what are the the possible what are some possible choices of an alkalizing agent? I'm going with alkalizing. Alkalizing. Okay. Go on. God, I am um, so really th- on my game today, am I not? Oh, you are. I mean, your game being Animal Crossing, which is mostly <laughs> what we've talked about. <laughs> okay. So there's baking soda, which is uh, sodium bicarbonate, and it is a weak base. A base is anything. It's the opposite of an acid. It's anything with a pH above 7. What is it actually doing to the dough surface? I don't know. But it's... Uh, it gives it that that pretzel shine and color and flavor. Washing soda is sodium carbonate, which is uh, much more basic than baking soda. So baking soda has a pH of 8, and washing soda has a pH of 11. Okay. And lye is uh, sodium or potassium hydroxide, which is very, very basic. Like, it will hurt you if you touch it, and that is a uh, pH I, of 13. I think everybody who has seen Fight Club will remember. Yes, of course. Yeah. Okay, and so is it like a solution of straight lye? 
Well, I mean, it is, it is a dilute solution of lime. Okay. So like any any acid or base, like the more you dilute it, water is, is neutral pH. So the more you dilute it, the closer it gets to neutral. Yeah. So any any of these things like, no, you're not you're not making a, a concentrated lye solution and like dissolving your pretzels. Right. Oh, OK. I, well, I wasn't sure. Yeah. And so washing the pretzels, it does something. That we don't really understand. Something we don't really understand. If you're a food scientist, get in touch. Contact at spilledmilkpodcast.com or we could just like pick up and reread our copies of On Food and Cooking. Do you think that it does something to promote the Maillard reaction? I think yes, because pretzels that have had an alkaline bath brown much quicker than pretzels that haven't. Right. I mean, and it's it's that bath that then once they're in the oven and they go through the Maillard reaction helps promote not only the the flavor but also that traditional like brown skin that they get yeah i mean it's like we can make a kind of an educated guess that it, it's like it's denaturing proteins and like linking them up in ways that they weren't previously linked up mm-hmm. okay cool well so anyway as we have learned what have we learned matthew <laughs> oh we- sorry for what, what have we learned okay um <laughs> You can put literally anything in your pocket and it'll just disappear down in there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, Uh, including pretzels. Now, the original pretzel, as we have learned, is a soft pretzel, okay? Mm -hmm. Oh, we also learned if your parents don't give you the talk about soft pretzels, you have to go to San Francisco and learn about it hands-on. Anyway, in the late 1700s, Southern German and Swiss German immigrants in the U.S. introduced pretzels, again, soft pretzels, to North America. Now, okay. these these immigrants became known as the Pennsylvania Dutch. Now, I didn't do research into the Pennsylvania Dutch, but wait a minute. They're Southern German and Swiss. I know the answer to this. Okay. The word Dutch here is is a, what's what's a word for when you like take a word and mess with it? I want, I was going to say bastardization, but that's not correct. Corruption uh, so, um, of the word, of the word Deutsch, oh, as in, as okay. in Deutschland. Okay. Um, and so uh, at one point, like someone was like, where, where are you guys from? Like, you know, Deutschland. Deutschland. Oh, Dutch. We've heard, we know the word Dutch. We'll call you the Dutch. Wow. That is fascinating and mm-hmm. weird. And I kind bet there of, are other things like that. Kind of messed up. Yeah. I mean, like, I guess the word Indian is like similar <laughs> along the same lines. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so these immigrants became known as the Pennsylvania Dutch. And in time, many handmade pretzel bakeries popped up all through this part of Pennsylvania. And through that, the their, the pretzel's popularity spread. In the 1900s, so after a while of uh, a while after their origination in Pennsylvania, soft pretzels became popular in other regions too, particularly in cities like Philadelphia, Chicago, and New York, which became like renowned for soft pretzels. Yeah. And not long after came along, you know, the introduction of, of like mass production methods that made it possible for pretzels to show up beyond just street vendors and bakeries, but also in like schools and movie theaters and at the roller skating rink and airports, et cetera. I bet this is all over YouTube, but I don't think I've ever seen like a pretzel making machine. But I bet it's pretty cool. I bet it is pretty cool. It was a big deal. I mean, kind of like it's interesting to me the the parts of this 
this story that sort of echoed the story of the candy cane. Like, yes, that's you know, true. The, the idea that you had this thing that was initially like straight that had to be bent, right? Wait, so, is that how? Wait, hang on a second. It, did pretzel start as like a just a real, really long <laughs> puffy breadstick? Is that no, I missed that part of the story? No, but I'm talking about how you start with like you know like a, a line of dough, and you no, got to right. you know what I mean. The same thing is with the candy cane, and so it makes sense that that the machines to like automate <laughs> the bending or the twisting of this these products would be a really big deal in terms of inventions. So medieval monks were like really spending most of their time thinking like, what what food could we bend and give to children? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, what what about like a, uh, a steak? <laughs> uh, or what about those like meat sticks? You know, what it's about, a shame yeah. nobody has made a bent Slim Jim. That's an interesting point. I mean, why not? You could like hook it from well, your rear view mirror or you could like hook it onto your wrist or something and carry it around. It yes, seems so well, and, convenient. Like, it's amazing there isn't like a Slim Jim candy cane. Like, can you imagine like if you got if you got like a candy cane shaped Slim Jim in your stocking? I would love that. Slim yeah. Jims are delicious. They're much better than candy canes. And they that would are. be hilarious. This it could be like really... in a striped package. Yes. This is a very good idea. We're going to get right on that. Uh, this is how we're going to make money in the future. Um, okay. We're going to make our own branded uh, Slim Matthew. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, Doesn't that have a real ring to it? It's got a real ring to it. Do you think we can get it on the market by Christmas 2020? Yes. Okay. Everybody stay tuned. Anyway, all right. So the average Philadelphia... And to be clear... We're just going to take, buy some Slim Jims at the gas station, like bend, bend them. them and like paint the package. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll come pick you up later and we'll go, we'll okay. go hit we'll all go the, the local convenience Great. stores. <laughs> the average Philadelphian consumes 12 times as many pretzels as the national average, according okay. to Wikipedia. I've been to Philadelphia a couple times. I can confirm this. Really? Oh, Philadelphia is soft pretzel central. Like, they are everywhere, and they're delicious, and they're incredibly well, cheap. Pennsylvania, as a whole, produces 80% of the nation's pretzels. Yeah, like like Snyder's of Hanover. That's yep. Pennsylvania, right? Yeah. Okay. So, hard pretzels, speaking of hard pretzels, they originated in the U.S., actually, in the 1850s at the Sturgis Bakery in Pennsylvania. Um, and, and the big deal with hard pretzels is that they were more durable for shipping, right? And mm -hmm. that they had a longer shelf life. Because sure. with soft pretzels, you kind of need to eat it, like, right away. Yeah, but they're, they're like, kind of not really the same food. It's true. I, mean, I know, it's true. I know they're, they're the same so shape, and they're both made of dough, but... Like, no, nobody, like, craving a soft pretzel is going to be satisfied with a hard pretzel or vice versa. Mm-mm. Totally different. Right. So, um, take um, it away, learned, Matthew. Oh, I learned a little bit. I, I visited the Sturgis Bakery website and learned that if you go on the tour, you can, quote, get a hands-on lesson in pretzel twisting using a Play-Doh mixture. So they're not that letting you anywhere fun. near the real dough. But you can you can give it a shot with Play-Doh. I'd be um, down. Yeah, so so like I mentioned, I've been to Philadelphia and uh, eaten Philadelphia soft pretzels several times, um, and they have kind of a unusual shape. They are much much wider than they are tall, kind of, and so they look sort of like a, a capital letter B that got squished and fell over. Mm -hmm. um, okay. And uh, they're very chewy. The current probably like most 
widespread chain in Philadelphia is Philly Pretzel Factory. And uh, their slogan is no pretzel more than one hour old, which I think is a pretty good slogan. That is. Yeah. Um, And that's really all I have to say about Philadelphia soft pretzels. Um, So let's talk about toppings for pretzels. Okay. So salt is the most common seasoning. And I think we should talk in a minute about pretzel salt. But others that I'm sure you've probably noticed are like, you know, grated cheeses, sugar, chocolate, cinnamon, cinnamon, sugar, various glazes and seeds, nuts, apparently. I've never really thought about nuts would probably be good. So I, I imagine like a walnut pretzel. I definitely wouldn't say I'm a pretzel traditionalist in that there are like three kinds of pretzel toppings that I really enjoy. Okay, uh, tell me about it. Salt. Okay. Cinnamon sugar. Like if I'm going to an Auntie Anne's, I'm going to get one of two things. I'm either going to get cinnamon sugar. That's like 90% of the time probably. If I want something a little more hearty, I'm going to get the pizza pretzel that has like pepperonis glued to it. Is that at Auntie Anne's? Yeah. I've never been to an Auntie Anne's. I was going to ask you, so when when do you eat soft pretzels? So I had one this morning because uh, wife of the show, Lori, made some last night. Other than that, you know, like at the mall pretty much. And okay. like how often do I go to the mall? Once a year maybe? So among all the different like vendors in the food court, you you do tend to go to Auntie Anne's? Well, Auntie Anne's usually isn't in the food court. She's usually like either at like a, a freestanding kiosk. Well, not not so much a freestanding kiosk anymore, I don't think. But like somewhere somewhere like off from the food court because Auntie Anne's is more of a snack than a meal. Ah, uh, good point. Good point. I have never gone to an Auntie Anne's. I mean, I've passed them many, many times in the airport. At the mall, I feel like my default is a Sparrow pizza slice. Yeah, no, this wouldn't be instead of the Sparrow. This would be like if I'm if I'm at the mall, not at mealtime or like if I need, want a dessert. Okay. I mean, I, I've, I've definitely made the pizza pizza pretzel a meal, but like the, the you know, the Auntie Anne's uh, cinnamon sugar pretzel, it's kind of like a Cinnabon in pretzel form. It's well, very soft. It's very sweet. Mm, so right now, hold on, we're going to switch to frozen pretzels. Let's switch to frozen sec. pretzels. So I bought two brands. Hold on. I'll, I'll finish chewing. <laughs> I bought two brands. I bought like the Safeway Select brand. Okay. Which I think, so the packet of salt that came in the, the box was a super pretzel branded packet of salt. Super pretzel being like nationwide line of frozen pretzels. Yeah. So I wonder if the Safeway brand is just like made by super pretzel. That's probable. Anyway, then I also bought Auntie Anne's Classic. They had oh, some other type. I bought Auntie Anne's. The Safeway Select came just like in a bag with um, a small little packet of salt. Now, I find it so annoying that these pretzels only come with one packet of salt, like as though you're going to eat all six pretzels at once. So you have to open up the packet of salt, use just a little bit, then find some sort of device to close the packet of salt and put it back in the package in the freezer. Sure. Now, is the salt coarse grade food salt, a.k.a. pretzel salt? It is. So I think that this Safeway Select one is is pretty darn tasty. It tastes like a pretzel is supposed to. This Auntie Anne's one, and again, this is my first time having an Auntie Anne's product. It is so sweet. Yeah, like, sure. This particular one came with like little individual packets, like almost like those little ketchup packets of butter. And you're supposed to melt them in the microwave, squirt the butter on and then sprinkle with salt. I have to say I was kind of grossed out by the thought of the butter packets. So I just smeared some some salted butter of my own onto mm-hmm. the pretzel and then put the salt on there. 
a chewier texture. They don't really have like a, a skin, like that you, you don't snap through the skin mm-hmm. the way that you do even on the Safeway Select. Auntie Anne's doesn't have a, like a distinguishable skin texture. And also, <laughs> don't take that out of isolation. I mean, don't take that out of context. Um, anyway, uh, but they're super, super sweet. Yeah. Like it's kind of gross. I don't Did it like come it. with any kind of like frosting dipping sauce? Because that's another mm. thing you get at the at the mall stores. No, I think I could have chosen that and I wanted the like the classic. Yeah. So I'm going to go with the Safeway Select here. God, I'm tempted to drive all the way across town and deliver the rest of these Auntie Anne's to you. Yeah, I mean, they sound good. Like I've bought the frozen super pretzel before mm-hmm. and I did not think it was very good. I thought they came out kind of dry, but maybe if I brushed them with butter, it would have been better. I didn't brush my Safeway Select with butter. I still think it's pretty darn tasty. Okay, maybe I'll try those. Oh, and so I should say, you can either microwave these or do them in the oven. I did them in the oven. And mm-hmm. I I also oh, think that might microwaving- have done a- I don't think that would be a very good idea. Yeah, probably not. And I wonder if that's why I'm liking the texture of the Safeway Select one, like, because the outside did get a little bit crispy, Mm -hmm. even just in like four minutes in the oven. Yeah. I'm pleased. I mean, I just don't care about these, though. Like, I wouldn't just buy them. I don't know when I'd eat them. Okay, so last night, wife of the show, Lori, made homemade soft pretzels from a uh, King Arthur flour recipe for hot buttered soft pretzels. And I hate to say this about a thing that I didn't make, but it seemed like they were really quick and easy to make. She made four pretzels, and it's like a yeasted dough, but the whole thing was done in like an hour and 15 minutes. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. And they were delicious, partly because you you like brush on an enormous amount of melted butter when they come out of the oven. But the thing I'm going to say about the pretzel salt is I love the look of like a pretzel dotted with coarse salt. But I think like a like a flaky salt is actually tastier. Which one did Lori use? Malden sea salt. Oh, God, I've never I've never tried it. I mean, I've never yeah. tried that on a pretzel. Right. It's good. What did you eat them with? Like, did you do a whole like, did you have like sausage and sauerkraut and like really do it up? No, this was like like she made them like after dinner and like tasted some last night. And then I had some for snack this morning. And they do reheat well in the microwave just for like 10 or 15 seconds. Okay. You know, I can imagine June asking me to warm up one of these pretzels as like an afternoon snack along with like some cut up apple or something. Sure. They're a good vehicle for mustard, which my child loves. Oh, that's interesting. It's, yeah, it, no, I, She is a real weirdo. I love her. As you know, I mean, it is a very popular condiment. It is, but like she will just like like this extra spicy Dijon mustard mm-hmm. she like dips her finger in it and like licks her finger which I would not do yeah I wouldn't either but that's because I don't like mustard oh, okay. like if it was peanut I would stick my finger in a peanut butter jar if yeah. no one was looking I do think that the only time that I really get excited about eating soft pretzels is on the street in New York like mm-hmm. that just is so fun. <sighs> I haven't been to a like a classic roller skating rink in so long, like probably 35 years. I would really would love to go roller skating and eat a pretzel. That Can we sounds do that pretty someday? great. I is think this, there is a roller rink like in North Seattle somewhere. Is this, is this just one of those dreams you're having because of lockdown? And so you're just dreaming of all kinds of things you never dreamed about before. 
I think so, yes. Last night I had a dream that I uh, I was trying to go to sleep, but like in my bedroom there were a whole bunch of people talking loudly and had and had the lights on. And I was like, hey, you guys, it's 3 a.m. Doesn't anyone, isn't, are we going to sleep? And everyone ignored me. Oh, that doesn't sound like fun. No, but I've, eventually I got to sleep. I found myself, so I, I've been, um, last week I read uh, The Fire Next Time by James Baldwin, mm-hmm. which was just incredible. And this week I've been reading Giovanni's Room, which, mm-hmm. God, is so amazing. I mean, it's it's really sad to see his homophobia. Yeah. However, it's a beautiful book. And anyway, but, it, you know, it takes place in Paris in the 50s. And, you know, I know that we love to make fun of my, like, relationship to France. But it's been a long time since I really thought about France or, like, the time that I spent living there. Mm-hmm. And I haven't missed it. Like, my last experiences there were sort of shitty, like, just people being mean and stuff like that. Anyway, I, I like lying in bed last night. I like traveled to France in my mind and like walked down streets that I've gone to before. And like, remember, like I walked from my old apartment over to the, the outdoor market I used to go to. Like I could walk down the street in my mind like, oh, God, it felt so good. Speaking of which, there was a couple days ago in the New York Times an article about like the Japanese economy and like how it's weathering the crisis. And it was illustrated with a big picture of the Nakano Sun Mall. Are you serious? Yes. Oh, my God. I hope you took that opportunity in your mind to walk down the Nakano Sun Mall. I did, yes. I, I don't even know, like, why I was able to instantly recognize it in the photo, even though there are so many other shopping arcades in Tokyo that look just like it. Were you able to see, like, whatever, the stained glass or whatever it is that's got the sun on it right at the entrance? No, it was further inside. Like, like the picture was taken, like, from, like about from the Uniqlo, like, looking north toward Nakano Broadway. Okay. Let's cool. definitely leave this in the episode. Great. Our listeners are going to love this. But anyway, yeah, I, I feel like walking down the street in New York, eating a soft pretzel, the two experiences are are very much intertwined. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Would you go soft pretzel or like roasted nuts? Oh, soft pretzel all the way. Okay. I like the roasted nuts. I like the roasted nuts for the smell, but Mm -hmm. I don't really want to eat the roasted nuts. Do you think it'd be good if the roasted nut vendor had like a, just like pay a certain amount just to stand nearby and, and enjoy the aroma? Yeah. That's what I'm into. All right. That's what I'm into also. Uh, you can find us online at SpilledMilkPodcast.com and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash SpilledMilkPodcast. I feel like there's a thing we wanted people to weigh in on. Oh, what to do on Animal Crossing. What to do? Right. What do you do like, next? What do, like, what do I do now? Now I'm just that you walking have a fish, this a fish in your pocket, where do you go? Yeah. I mean, June says to me, you know, you just walk around and you talk to other people on the island and you sell stuff and you build stuff, which I'm cool with that. I, I mean, th- this game totally appeals to all the parts of me that kind of like doing nothing. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I get it. We're on Instagram at Spilled Milk Podcast. Our producer is Abby Circatella. Thanks for listening to Spilled Milk, the show that's, if you take the two ends and twist them together and flip them back on to themselves, you've got a, an episode. We're, are we we're the two ends? <laughs> yeah. Wait, but what happens if you, put your, if you put your thing down, flip it, and reverse it? Oh. Is that how you make pretzels? Yes, exactly. Okay. Okay. All right. See you next time. Bye. <laughs> Do we end the show by saying see you next time? <laughs> I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Matthew Amster-Burton.
We're like the people in Best in Show. Mm-hmm. We both love soup. We both love <laughs> snap peas. Uh-huh. Talking and not talking. Yep. We could talk or not talk <laughs> all day. Mm-hmm.